Fantastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Workshop. It's so exciting to be here and do new jokes. It does feel weird. No, pre-signing? No, it was good today. Everybody was being so camaraderous. If you guys want to know the secret of the pre-sign, and the only reason that people do it is that it keeps you in the feed of the Facebook longer. So every time anybody comments on your thing on Bacon, I'm just this is total like advanced like stuff, right? So every time someone comments on it, and so you make a pre-sign, so people are looking, it goes to the top of the feed. And then when you put them in the pre-sign, then you're editing your post so it goes to the top of the feed again. So during the day, if you post a picture that's important or something else, or you want to publicize your mic or whatever, that's the way, because it, it just stays in the feed all day. That's the only reason I do pre-sign. Because I'm like, I, I'd love it if people showed up, but if I don't do pre-signs, I would be like, where's the open mic? I don't know what's going on. It didn't ding me. I'm a millennial. I can't do anything unless my phone tells me how to do it. Oh. And what I need, I need to get a take. I need to watch a YouTube tutorial on how to work my phone. <laughs> I'll watch a YouTube tutorial on my phone on how to watch a YouTube video on your phone. Sometimes I feel funny. Uh, hey, we're here for Joke Workshop. I'm really excited I get to be out here tonight uh, because Trina Roderick is retraining for her new show, Dance of the Cosmos, coming here to Mutiny Radio. So she's just doing a quick refresher run on the board and the whole thing. So we all get to be out here on these microphones. Uh, so the way Joke Workshop works, I know you guys know how it works, but I'll just remind the listening audience. We've got these microphones out here. When you decide to give someone comments, find a microphone. Because although we're all in this room, it is a radio show and people liked it. I guess like 10,000, 10 to 12,000 people a month like to listen to this show. So I'm like, what are you guys learning? What are you doing uh, with your lives? It's good. Just come here and do it in person would be fine if you wanted to work on comedy. Well, listen to a podcast about it. Okay. So we do four minute sets and uh, at three minutes, you'll hear the horn. I'll grab it in there. And then after that, we do four minutes of commentary and Please be constructive and nice and take notes. I'm going to actually like take notes because it's the, the more you guys um, add, the better the mic is. It's like this can be as helpful or as boring as you choose for it to be. Here we are. Yay. Uh, thanks for coming to Joke Workshop. I'm excited about your first comedian. He is one of the dudes that is awesome at OMG and keeping that place running and a great place to work out new material. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Boris Shakurkov. you all right uh can we clap for pam i feel like that's a nice thing to do oh i like it clapping is fun happy to be here um 
It didn't sound genuine. But I am happy to be here. I am. I am. I'm happy to be here. I've had a weird day. Uh, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about drugs. I'm not a big drug guy. I'm not a big drug guy. I went to school. I grew up in San Francisco, and everyone, if you grew up in San Francisco or you grew up in a big city like this, I feel like everyone starts smoking weed very young. And uh, I just I remember I had friends in third grade that started smoking weed, and I, I never did. I never. I did not smoke weed when I was younger because... Um, I know, I feel like you should be old enough to have goals before you start abandoning them, you know? It's one of those things. Also, like, I'm not a big weed guy, but I have become a very big fan of edibles. Because I don't know if you know this, but edibles are still mostly food. Uh, they're delicious. I do not care what is in a brownie. I will eat that brownie. Uh, it's not about the... It's just the... I like brown. Like, would, you, would I do shrooms? Sautéed, yeah. I love eating. I just love to eat. I will... Throw a couple tabs of Molly in there. I don't care. I just like eating. Eating is fun. Like eating. I'm a big fan of uh, ice cream. I love eating ice cream. But I've recently found out that uh, when I eat ice cream, I'm actually not even eating. I Like it's not about the ice cream. It becomes more. Like whenever I open up a pint of ice cream and I start eating the ice cream. Like for a solid like two minutes. I'll be like eating ice cream. I'll be like this is good ice cream. After two minutes, I'm, like, really just trying to get the chunks of, like, almond or marshmallow out. And the ice cream is just in the way, you know? And then it just becomes a mission to get it out. It's a rescue mission. Um, <laughs> almond flake down. That was supposed to be a black hawk down. Okay, um... Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, political correctness because I feel like most people are annoying. I do not like talking to people. I feel well, we know this, right? Most people suck. Uh, most people are not fun to talk to. So that's why I'm a big fan of political correctness. Like the less words you're allowed to say, the better. You know, doesn't matter which words, just words. Uh, like racial epithets, we've cut those out. Great. Uh, good start. How about conjunctions? Let's cut those out, too. It'll make people a lot more interesting, I think. Or gerunds. A verb is a verb. You know? Why do we have those? You know? I enjoy networking. Networking's a gerund there. No one says that. No one has ever said, I enjoy networking, and then proceed to be a good person. So, I say we cut those out. That's a good start to a good society. Um... I, uh, I've been gaining weight recently, and, uh, but I've just been getting bigger, and it doesn't feel good, but, uh... Someone told me, you know, a camera adds 10 pounds, and I've been getting bigger, so who is taking photos of me, you know? Do I have three stalkers who are carrying three cameras each? Like, it's a weird thing. It's a strange thing. Honk, honk. Um, on time. I could light myself. That would be cool. <laughs> Just, okay. Um, I think there was one more thing I wanted to do. Uh, fuck. It's never good when you look at your phone. Um, don't you, don't you ever feel weird about, uh, no, that's not a joke. Um, that was just a reminder. I don't know, uh, I, I just recently came to the realization that I feel like shoes are very, uh, shoes are the most sexy, uh, apparel that we have as people. Shoes are very sexy. And I think it's because for most of their lives, shoes live in a shoebox where they're constantly 69ing. Uh, that is the default formation of a shoe. Hey, fun. We're having fun. All right, that's it for me. Thank you.
two or there it is hey Boris Chicago very nice oh don't forget to donate if you want to donate um, yeah hey I so enjoyed your set and you actually my first comment I wrote it down and then you sort of went back to it and I was like oh that's so f- great young weed smokers and then I wanted you to mention something about a lunchbox or like a brownie like a brownie as a child like there's just they're just brownies <laughs> like the kid would be like what'd you get in your lunchbox brownies these are these are just these are just brownies. Some kind of like yeah. weed smoker. Because then you talk, then you ended up talking about brownies being delicious just because they're brownies. So I thought, put yeah. something in the child's lunchbox, like a lunchable like this. Children also love brownies. Yeah, children love brownies. And the shrooms, I put a smiley face. That was really fun. And Molly, do you know about uh, Molly McButter? Do you ever remember that? Molly McButter was a thing in the 80s that was like fake butter. But wow. anyway, it's, uh, it's a really old 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 reference yeah, I was like Molly McButter anyway real butter and the gerund thing was great because not everybody knows what a gerund is and yeah when you gerundize your words that was really fun well it's hard because people don't know what gerunds are maybe if you made a scent I liked the stuff about cutting out the people talking because people suck but if you um woo um, nice, good, nice catch. Uh, if you uh, just maybe make up a sentence that has all gerunds in it or something, like a, a bunch of ing words, like that might help elucidate the joke for the audience. But really funny new stuff. Other people, other other people comments. There's comments. The whole drug thing was really good. So whatever you can add to that, like you said, mushrooms, and I'm like, oh, what else? What else yeah, is drug-wise? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not experienced with drugs that much. Now I totally get Molly, yeah. but I thought, wait, Molly is an edible, yeah, because because you take the pill. So it made me kind of wonder. So the butter thing, although I don't know that butter, <laughs> makes sense. So if you can add more things about drugs and cooking and like, yeah. Um, I kept thinking about the salt guy, the guy who like sprays the salt on everything, like the steaks and stuff like yeah. that. You could do a bit about like drizzle some cocaine on it, like Ooh. salt. Ah. <laughs> Bam! Yeah. What about like I emerald? Did. I say that. Like, you were gonna say that. It was so funny. <laughs> emerald, like bam. Yeah, Matthew, you throw on it. Bam. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, they also have that in the gay community. They have that thing, Beth, not meth. Yeah, so I don't know if you like, oh, fuck Beth, you could do math or something to that. But yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> they have a thing that say, fuck uh, meth, Beth, not math. Beth, not math. Yeah. I'm like, no. Or I lost me to meth. If we really want to get into cooking, there's I forget what type of recipes, but it's like with certain types of ham or something, you like inject a needle and you shove like some syrup or something, and they could do that with like heroin, hey. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to. American. Yeah. You read about it. What? Not you read about it. <laughs> yeah, I've never used it, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Clap your hands wildly for Boris. Yay! Yeah. We like to do it our own way, the experience way, right? Uh, we're listening to Jimi Hendrix in the Phils tonight, so his, his spirit is among us, his improvisational spirit. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody. It's Hank Romero. Yay! <laughs> You guys familiar with the concept of one-upsmanship? Yeah, I got in the weirdest conversation or a game of one-upsmanship. Unknowingly on my end, I was on BART and I ran across an old high school classmate, which I barely knew. 
And I had mentioned that I had lost my cell phone a week before, and he's like, really? Well, five years ago, I lost all my hair. Now, I didn't realize that I was going to be involved in a dick measuring contest about loss, but I totally whipped it out. Because I remembered this guy's mom was really hot, and I've always had a thing for older women. So I said, well, that's weird. 25 years ago, I lost my virginity in your mom. <laughs> I might have lost the condom, too, so you might have a long-lost brother. <laughs> now, this guy, this guy was a lot bigger than me, and I want to lose my life. So I said, hey, bro, don't lose your cool. And he said, up in here? And he said, oh, I said, and I said, up in here. Now I'm losing, See, now I'm losing you guys all. This is how this works. <laughs> But uh, he didn't get the reference, the DMX reference, which I screwed up there. Um, but I didn't want to lose his competition, right? So I said, okay, you know what? Ten years ago, I lost my marriage, which is actually not true. I've never been married. But I, don't want to to, I didn't want him to know that because then he would lose all respect for me. His lip, his lip quivered a little bit, and he said, well, 15 years ago, I lost my dog. And I felt like, that's it. I can't beat that. But I had one thing in my back pocket that's absolutely true. And I said, really? 20 years ago, I lost both my parents. You know what that means? I fucking won that contest. Yeah. That's right. See, people get really quiet when you bring up something like that. Like, people get dead quiet. And they think they're being respectful, which is where I think you're being, doing a very, very insensitive impression of my parents. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everybody's parents die, which is why I've chosen not to have kids. Fuck that dying shit. <laughs> the weirdest thing is though when you're dating, you're meeting someone for the first time and that topic kind of comes up because there's three things you want to know about when you're dating somebody. Are they crazy? Are they crazy enough that you still want to fuck them? Or hot enough that you still want to fuck them if they're crazy? And three, are their parents from around here? Because here's the thing, I have three options when that question arrives. I can A, I can tell the truth, but then I have to spend the, the next half hour consoling somebody about the loss of my parents who still has both their fucking parents. <laughs> then there's B, I can white lie the whole scenario, right? I can say, well, they're out to sea, which is technically true because I, I cremated and dumped their ashes in the ocean, not because they wanted me to, but because I hate the environment. <laughs> or I can just flat out lie and I can say, oh, they're, they're fine. But what happens if me and this girl get serious? What happens if six months down the road, she wants to meet my parents? I am left with no other alternative but to hire actors to play my parents. Now, what happens if the actor playing my dad wants more money? I either have to fake kill him off, and I don't know if I can go through that again, or I have to hire a new actor to play my dad and hope she doesn't notice, right? God. What if we're going to get married? I have a nagging suspicion the rest of my immediate family is aware of the death of my parents. So I either have to hire an entire new family or just break up with her, which I did. And I'm now dating the actors who played my mom because I have a thing for older women. <laughs> That's it, kids. Yay. Hank Romero, everyone. Hank Romero. That was that was exciting. I would I would open with your story really starts to move when you open with the die about the not having kids joke. It's a one liner. Mm -hmm. Like I would right when you from there on the rest of your set I was like you were really cooking. Gotcha. And the first like minute I was like what is he setting us up for? <laughs> but I feel like you could jump right into it and uh -huh. then backload it with oh yeah they're they're dead or whatever. Yeah. Because the 
it's like, um, yeah, I just think your joke needs to start later on. But once you got to that, yeah. that one one-liner where we all laughed really hard about the not having kids because the <laughs> dying part sucks, it just really cooked the whole way to the end. Thank you. Uh, this might be a strange thing to comment on, but you uh, do um, really great um, connection with the audience. A lot of comics, myself included, have uh, issues with eye contact, uh, and uh, you have that down pat. Yeah, yeah. Um, the longer you uh, draw out the reveal of your parents being dead, the funnier it's going to be. Like, and I know, like, the majority of your set was about them being dead, but if you can find a way to to somehow keep talking about them without actually letting that slip, then it's it, it, the funnier it's going to be. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yay, Hank Romero! Sorry your parents are dead. It does, it sucks. No, I, my parents are still alive. I'm just, I'm worried because like, my mom and I don't talk and I'm so afraid that my dad's going to die first and then I have to deal with her at the funeral. It's awful. When your parents get to be 70 and you, yeah, it's scary stuff, right? Oof. Yeah, and, but that, that's the thing. And then I'm like, oh, they're 70. Oh no, it's not like they haven't lived like, you know, long, gorgeous lives. They've been to Greece twice. Come on now. They're fine. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> they're fine. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he is a super funny guy. Pretty new on the scene but been everywhere already has gone up at the punchline what a champion clap your hands wildly for Sergio Novoa yay hola buenas tardes mi nombre es Sergio como están oh wrong language hi my name is Sergio um, I'm an immigrant and I'm here to take your jobs <laughs> all of them Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de putas que no quieren trabajar. That translates to, I'm really happy to be here in English. In case you're wondering, I'm not part of MS-13. Do you know MS stands for Mara Salvatrucha? That is the best drag name I've ever heard. I want to know her full name. You know Latinos have really long names. If it's for me, I'm not here. Um, her full name is probably something like Mara Sofia Rodriguez Sanchez Montemayor de los Palacios de Veracruz Salvatrucha. Too complicated for Americans. So she goes by MS-13. If I was a drag queen, my name would be Anal Nicole Smith. Just rolls off the tongue. Now, I was offended when Trump assumed all Latino immigrants were Mexicans. For the record, I'm not a rapist. Never killed anyone, and I don't deal drugs. But if you're looking for a connection, I know this Mexican guy, he has the best drugs. <laughs> now, we migrated to this country. We migrate to this country because we're looking for a better life. When you get to the US, it's like going to Disneyland for the first time. Remember the first time you went to Disneyland? You were so happy to be there. You couldn't wait to get on all the rides. You were like looking forward to meeting Mickey. You didn't go to Disneyland to vandalize it. Right? When you saw Minnie, you didn't have a sudden desire to rape her or kill Donald Duck or deal drugs at the Main Street Electrical Parade. You were just happy. Happy people don't rape and murder. White Europeans raped and murdered when they came here. We should keep them out. <laughs> and I forgot the rest. Shit. <laughs> I rewrote all of this today multiple times. 
Uh, so we should keep them out. <clears throat> uh, Latino men in this country get a bad rep. Um, we don't get credit for keeping the economy going simply with our cologne purchases. <laughs> you can smell a Latino from a block away. We love to shower ourselves in cologne. We have a saying in Spanish that goes, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si te pasa. Um, translates to in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. You know Latinos go too far. I mean, I have enough cousins to start two baseball teams. I have 17 nieces and nephews. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about losing the baby weight. So I had my tubes tied. Now, my ex and I tried to have kids. Like, we really tried. Turns out, butt babies don't survive. <laughs> now, when I came here, I had to take ESL classes, English as a second language, not to be confused with DSL, dick-sucking lips. Although, having DSL helps you get extra credit in ESL. Either way, you got to use your mouth. Now, I had a really tough time learning English. You guys have words that are spelled the same way, but pronounced differently. Like dove and dove, live, live, read, bread. What's that about? Now, don't get me started on American names. You guys take the name Richard and you shorten it to Dick. Like the male genitalia, Dick. Uh, you can imagine my confusion in the playground when the mom says, oh, Dick wants to play with you. Okay. I was like, I guarantee you, no Latino parent will ever name their child Verga, ever, <laughs> ever. Now, I am fluent, uh, Spanish is my first language, but I had never heard Spanish sex talk until I dated a Spaniard. Talk about a whole new world. All of a sudden, I hear, oh, damelo, duro, duro, correte, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, correte, that's the verb to run. Oh, oh, you want me to come? Si, si, si. Now, being Latino, I was brought up Catholic, which means I feel guilty every time I masturbate. So I don't masturbate anymore. Then my usual once a day, mainly to fall asleep. Now being Catholic, I was really conflicted about masturbation. On one hand, it felt amazing. With my other hand, I would cup my balls, and as soon as I come, I fall right asleep. It's better than taking sleeping pills. Um, that is it, you guys. My name is Sergio, thank you. Yay, Sergio Navoa, yay! Yay, I love the way you've couched your new stuff. All the immigrant angle is really good. Cool. It's really fun stuff, and it's really topical right now, so yay. Okay, thank you. I thought the whole, like, having to think of what they're saying in Spanish while you're having sex might be better if it was, like, a negative thing. If it was, like, oh, I'm on your hair or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Like, oh, I, I totally see that, yes. Yeah. Okay. This mic's my perfect height. Um... <laughs> I think you can uh, toy something with the, talking about the first part of your of the bit and the second part, which is like you talked about, you're here to take all our jobs, especially the blow jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and hand jobs. <laughs> I mean, Nobody wants to do hand jobs. <laughs> we do the job that none of you guys want to do. Thank you. Thank you. They don't call it a job for anything. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, thank you for taking those blowjobs. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't want to do those either. That's great. Sergio Navoa, yay! And when it was time for her to leave, she spread her wings high.
fun stuff. Uh, hey, I love your next comedian. She's so funny, and it's so great to um, always have her at a show because she laughs at all my jokes. <laughs> it was so, it's so great. Last Friday was so fun because I was on stage and I was like doing just talking and doing new stuff, and she was just laughing and laughing. I'm like, oh my god, somebody thinks I'm funny. It just makes me feel so good. Uh, I think she's funny too. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Charity Pomeroy! Yay! <laughs> My sister was texting me. I can hear you laugh. <laughs> she didn't think I was funny, but anyway. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I'm on antidepressants. Anybody else here on antidepressants? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, I have a hookup. If you need. Uh, <laughs> I don't get that, but uh, we'll talk later. All right. Anyway, yeah. Are you going hookup? Like, yeah, I don't have any hookups. I'm a sad, divorced lady. Anyway, I, I am on antidepressants, and I was reading the paperwork, and um, the whole reason I got on them is because I was feeling extra super suicidal, not just normal suicidal. And I saw that the side effect of the antidepressants is it will make you suicidal. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is really stupid. But then I thought, oh, no, I get it, I get it. It's going to help you be suicidal still, but you're not going to care anymore. So I thought, that's good. That's good. My therapist did care about me uh, when she prescribed that. Um, uh, I also am on some pretty serious asthma medication. Guess what the side effect is? Also makes you feel suicidal. So <laughs> I know. But that, that makes me take my antidepressants, which then makes me not care about being suicidal. Uh, I don't know. It's a big old uh, a circle. And at some point, that's going to have some kind of punchline. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, I do find that interesting, though. Um, but I, I, uh, a really good friend of mine died. Everybody back in Alaska is dying. That's always fun. And the memorial was the other day, and people just kept texting me, come home, we miss you. And it was like, oh, my God, you guys know. I'm, I'm here to stay. I love San Francisco. I'm working on a lot of stuff. But, man, it made me feel homesick. And, uh, uh, God, it really made me start thinking about death and, and all of that fun, hilarious stuff. <laughs> And I really started thinking, God, I just wish I could call my mom and talk to her. You know, may she rest in peace. Um, she's not dead. She was taking a nap, so I couldn't call her. You know, and you really want her to rest in peace because, my God, you wake her up, that woman's a bitch. Yeah, you do. You do not want to wake up my mom. I do love the phrase, rest in peace, though. It's like the fear. We don't want a dead person waking up. Like, ah, what does that mean? You're a zombie, obviously. Gladys, please, rest in peace. Stop trying to eat my face, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's weird. But uh, may they all, whoever has passed on, may they rest in peace. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there was more to that. I'm skipping it. Uh, I went to Burning Man. Today is the, not this year. <laughs> Although, it would be similar to the one time I did go to Burning Man, because I hitchhiked the fuck out of there two days into it. I did not see the man burn, so I didn't make it to the end that time. Um, I, I went with uh, my best friend. He's a psychiatrist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but for Burning Man, I know, you'd think that would help me out. It doesn't. Um, 
he did say, you know, he and all of his doctor buddies were bringing the drugs. I was really excited about it. And we got there, we set up camp, we sat down and he was like, all right, here are the drugs. And he's the guy who gave me the antidepressants. So <laughs> that was Burning Man. Nothing but antidepressants. So Burning Man was kind of too normal for me. Uh, um, this is a true story. I once was driving through Alaska and I drove to Chicken, Alaska, and it was in the winter, there, uh, population four. And I parked my car, I was with two other gals, and this airplane came in and landed like right next to my car. And this guy gets out and he's like, what are you girls doing? And we're like, oh, we're just road tripping in the winter in Alaska, as you do. <laughs> and uh, and he, he chatted us uh, up for a while, and then he was like, you know, there are uh, three of you and there are three boys in the back who are looking for winter wives. True story. And he's like, so uh, if you don't have any plans, you know, you could stay here and chicken. And I was like, wow, not interested. But you flew in in a plane and were like trying to sell us to the three guys that were mysteriously in the back somewhere of this big building in Chicken, Alaska. I thought, man, you are the ultimate wingman. Literally. Get it? Airplane? No? All right. I'm Charity. That's it. Yay! I don't know if any of them will be keepers. Charity Pomeroy. Story, great story. That's a true story. That's the chicken Alaska. That was incredible. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a punchline at the suicide circle repeat thing. There's got to be something. There's there. something. I don't know yeah. how to, but it's coming. Like you, it's, I, it was, there's something, there's got to be there. Something about circles or repeat or yeah. something about, you start brainstorming about circles or, I don't yeah, know, maybe, maybe it'll go religious. And like go through the whole circle. You just keep going and going around and a merry-go-round sort of a, I can't. All I can think of now is Kevin Nealon, like up and down and around, like like a like a like a merry-go-round. It's a it's a Happy Gilmore reference. I thought you were gonna cry with that mom thing. I yeah. fucking totally believed you. I was like, she's fucking gonna cry right now. <laughs> yes, that was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That is what you want in a comedy and, show, and, and, but no, it uh, was, that is it was it was alt comedy. It was very alt that you were gonna cry, and all the I like that you came around back on the with the drugs with the antidepressants. That's cute, and I think a story that you need to write down is you hitchhiked out of Burning Man. You have like one I week did. left to tell this story before every, no one cares for another year, <laughs> and then you can then you can tell that story again next year for three weeks leading up to it. Mm. And in comedy shows, but it's that, that I think is a story I want to hear that you hitchhiked two days out of Burning Man. You spent all the money and all the time and all the water and all the shit, and you're out there and you're like, "Fuck this bullshit! I'm out of here." Yep. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you just got to get used to not showering. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, okay. That's funny. All right. Charity, charity, charity. I was just thinking, oh, fellow Alaskan. Um, the the talk, you know, the odds are good, but the goods are odd, right? In in Alaska, and I just think it. You just made that way more difficult because you're also a lesbian. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to. I just thought that that like added to it in some way, or like I don't know. Yeah, the guy, the guy flying in is like somehow. I don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> The goods are odd. Yeah. Goods are good. There's so yeah, many men there, not very many women. Yeah. <laughs> the goods are odd. Max has a new t shirt. All right. We good? 
Charity Pomeroy. Yippity skippity. Alaska. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I need to go there. Uh, you're, no, I, uh, I like beards enough, but whoa, right? Uh, hey, your next comedian, when he grows a beard, it is also Alaskan and as majestic as any Alaskan can. Uh, right now he doesn't have one, but he's very funny. I'm glad every time he's here. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Yay! Thanks, Pam. Good to be here. Uh, so 10 years ago this May, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was born, a game-changing series of interconnected films based on some of the biggest comics ever published. Uh, and around the same time, another movie was in theaters that made let's say, a significantly smaller splash, um, a little movie called Speed Racer. Uh, Speed Racer is what happens when you try to make a movie for, uh, for fun for, for the whole family, but you end up alienating everyone except maybe the weird teenagers and adult children who think this is the greatest thing they've ever seen. Uh, the year was 2006, and the Wachowskis were a hot property, and some studio executive saw that and said, hey, want to direct an adaptation of an over-the-top anime about driving cars in the future aimed at everyone from 8 to 80? To which... <laughs> I assume they replied, sure, and can it be a high concept action movie with a subplot about an evil CEO trying to make racing a purely corporate sport, plus there's a Korean pop star who has a major role for some reason? And I can only conjecture, uh, but there's no way the executive didn't go, hell yeah, make it a crazy, unexpected take on a beloved property. Which is what led to us getting Speed Racer, a movie where the lead character, Speed Racer, at one point says, keep that weak shit off my track. Which, which is not to say that this movie is badly written. If anything, it's overwritten. Speed Racer wants to do for Speed Racer what The Dark Knight did for Bruce Wayne. Uh, but unfortunately, Speed Racer is not Bruce Wayne, and uh, nor are his family, uh, thankfully, members of the Wayne clan. It wouldn't have ended well for them. Uh, dead parents, a theme tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, as played uh, Mom and Pops Racer, and those are their apparently legal names in the movie, uh, are played by Susan Sarandon and John Goodman, who try to turn these paper-thin characters into people with emotions and desires, which is perhaps one of the worst impulses of the movie. Uh, you know, their through line in the movie amounts to, uh, we're overprotective of our underage child who uh, participates in this futuristic death sport because we irrationally blame ourselves for the loss of our other child. Uh, but Speed Racer has never been about compelling characters or drama. It's about action and visuals so absurd you want to get a $5 bag of whatever the Wachowskis were snorting when they made this thing. Uh, this is encapsulated to perfection when Speed Racer's estranged brother, Racer X, who had plastic surgery and vocal modifications uh, to ma to made to himself because his being alive somehow threatens his family. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie and, and it doesn't all make sense. Um, when he says to Speed, you don't climb into a T-180 to be a driver. You do it because you're driven. Which, you know, the mixture of childish glee and adult cringe you feel is this movie in a nutshell. Although, if they didn't have at least one driving-related pun in a Speed Racer movie, that would just feel plain wrong. I'm Stefan Massey. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yay, Stefan Massey, yay, and then yay.
That was that was great. That was like a Chuck Klosterman essay. <laughs> like I feel like you could seriously. I feel like you could I, write I, those on every. I, I think about that movie like once a week since it's come out. It's the wildest fucking thing. You've clearly never seen it, Pam. No, I haven't, but it sounds amazing, and now it's, I want to watch it. It's a huge two-hour-long acid trip. There's, it's I could talk about it for hours. And I, that, that's the thing. It's gr- it's a great essay. It's really well written, and I would love if you did these. You could call this something like Stefan reviews or some kind of silly name I for it. This and I also want to do one about the Flintstones. 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 What the fuck? Yeah, the Flintstones, Flintstones with, the, with which also has John Goodman. Which also yeah. has. Oh my God, is he the through line? Jesus maybe, Christ. Maybe. It has Rosie O'Donnell too. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, that one oh, is played, uh, horribly oh my, bad. Oh, it's been so long. But but I would love to hear you write essays and read them about a bunch of different movies. If that was exactly three minutes and it was hilarious. Perfect. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I, I remember that movie too, and you were talking about how you didn't understand it. You know, um, who's that Racer X? That's his name, right? Matthew Fox. Yeah, yeah he's the he's uh, Jack from Lost. Yeah, yeah. So there's something there too about like how fucking confusing that is. And there's also I want to point this out. This thing on. Okay, I want to point this out. Um, when he's trying to break his big brother's record, that's the only scene I remember. Right, there's a yeah. fucking hologram on the track. Yeah, how yeah. dangerous is that? I don't think I don't think it's a hologram. I think it's just him like remembering his brother. I thought that was he... a hologram. <laughs> that uh, that would be great too. But okay, yeah, but it's just that's how confusing that fucking movie is. You know, so I thought it, yeah, just trying to remind you sure. of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that movie was like taking ketamine and then having a seizure. So like yeah. watching that movie, I really enjoyed your think piece thank you. on this. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> what, what did you? How did you describe it again? A think piece uh, on the ketamine. That's exactly why I absolutely love that fucking movie. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone that doesn't either love or hate it. It's, no it's an eighties movie made yeah. with a two thousand budget. Yeah. It's an. It's like it's. Like with the whole, like get the fuck off my road. Um, yeah. yeah, take some, take something that you like to take and enjoy it. It's fucking amazing. I like how half the comments are just, "Hey, Spade, Speed Racer is great. Check it out if you haven't already." So I have not seen the film, uh-huh. so I had no idea what you were talking about. Okay. But the way you constructed it all, very well constructed. Uh, I just feel like if, if someone in the audience had no idea, it would be lost on them. Mm-hmm. Other than you're really clever. Uh-huh. So Thank that was you. the only because I was like I haven't seen that film. Sure. Now I want to do drugs and see the film. <laughs> so uh, I'll have a party at my house. <laughs> no blowjobs or handjobs. <laughs> Great. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I was scintillated by what yeah. you're talking about. Like Thank I was you. Like, Thanks everybody. Yay, Stephen Massey! Yay! I, I have to bump you because Stephen has dinner plans. Not Stephen Hunter. Your next comedian getting up next because he's got dinner plans. I hope it's with a lady. Is it? Is it with a lady? He just said he has dinner plans. Anyways, uh, your next comedian, funny guy, put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Fuck yes, people. Fuck yes. Hey guys, does my hat piss you off? Does it? Does it? I uh, quit smoking, so I've been trying to get in a fight recently. So yes, I wore this hat walking down the Mission Street. It looks like a fucking MAGA hat. It really does. It's great too. Like I've, what I, I love wearing this hat on bad days, just so I can like get into an argument and always win it. You know, just because like I, I can always pull up my box bucket. Like read the fucking hat, you illiterate twat. You know. But lately, I've been more sensitive. So whenever they start yelling at me, I just start crying. You know, I'm like, what? What? Do you not like burgers? <laughs> It's fucking, it's fucking Labor Day. It's one of the three great American holidays. July 4th, Labor Day, and Hanukkah. Why the fuck are you having a problem with this? It's sad. 
All right. It's weird, though. It's weird. I, um, I was raised on construction sites my entire life, pretty much, like from age 12 to age 20, my entire adolescence, which means I have no idea what love is. <laughs> you know? It's fun, though. It's fun. I, my favorite part about working in construction was I, able, I was able to tell anybody on my job site, go fuck yourself. And they'd be happy with it. You know, now I'm at work today. People are way too fucking soft at work. You know, like people, especially my age, they come up to in the job interviews and they say, I want work to be fun. <laughs> I want, here's the thing. If you're working, it's not fucking fun. All right. It's insane. Like people, they, they've, oh my God, my boss is starting to say this recently. Every time I leave my job, it's just, thank you. Why? Why are you telling me thank you? You know how you thank me? You give me money. That's it. You want to thank me more? Make my paycheck bigger. <laughs> I've actually done the fucking math on this. Every time she says thank you, I have to turn around and say, no problem, and walk away. I have to put on that smile. That turn around, that smile and saying that, that's 30 seconds out of my fucking day. <laughs> I work six days a week. That's three hours a week. Add up the fucking math. That turns into like fucking 30 hours. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's a lot of times the point. All right? I should, I, I'm at my job get, not getting paid to do that shit. Go fuck yourself. Nah, that's supposed to be a callback. Okay. <laughs> I, um, weird transition. I, uh, I don't do well at strip clubs. Last time I went to a strip club, we got kicked out for eating too much of the free buffet. Uh, you know, like, I know I don't look, you know, like I'm not that, but like, here's the thing. Strippers are used to sexual harassment. Chefs aren't. <laughs> you know? Here's the worst part too. Like I know I don't. Like I'm, I'm a skinny guy. I'm less than 200 pounds. So you know, like they don't. You don't expect that from me. But I used to be a cross country runner. Like I'd run three miles every day. My best mile time is uh, 5:30. So what I'm saying, yeah. So what I'm saying is the chefs can't outrun me. You know, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Like I, cinnamon is supposed to be a stripper's name, but that churro stick's fucking amazing. You know, it's great. I. It's like my own private stripper pole, except it's pocket sized and it's delicious. Thank you. That's, that's how I feel every time I look at the buffet. Mm. Mm. It's great. That's where my dinner plans are, actually. No, they're not. That'd be horrible. That'd be <laughs> fucking horrible. No, but true story. Actually, I kicked out a fucking Gold's Club for this shit. You guys know that place? Yeah, they have a $5 lunch buffet. It's fucking great. Um, go there. Tell them Hunter sent you. You won't come in. That's my time. Yay! Yay, Hunter Uniac. That was very funny, Sid. Gold Club does have a good. It's the fried chicken and the oh yeah, and the churros are delicious. Oh, yeah. And the watermelon when they have watermelon when it's in season, it's lovely as well. Uh, congratulations on quitting smoking. I did the same. I haven't it's had a cigarette so hard. in three weeks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. How long have you been off? Uh, I have an app on my phone. Uh, it's is it's it like helping? Three you? days and eighteen hours. Oh my god, it hours. counts it for you. Huh? Doesn't that make you think about it more? That I'm, I've just you? been. Oh, I I tried quitting um, last week, and I was yelling at Rachel to give me a cigarette at um, fucking Eagle for like an hour and a half, and now I just feel depressed. So I'm I'm moving up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's it's really hard, but once yeah. you get once you get past the second week, it gets a lot easier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It was a really funny set. Like I don't have any comments because it was just really funny. Thank you. I think the idea of people thinking that's a MAGA hat is funny, but I don't think uh, you banked on us thinking it, and I don't yeah. think anybody here bought it. Uh, yeah, you guys know me. But yeah. the idea of you getting up in a Five Guys hat 
and having some rando on the street think it's MAGA, that's hilarious. So I think if you just switched it to some guy the other day thought this was. Okay. Is MAGA make America crazy? Yes, exactly. Yeah. My point was, I was my point was to be to spell it out for as many people as possible. Like I got it, but there's gonna be people who are gonna be like, what? Like manga hat? Like yeah, what? you're right. And I, I told you when I first saw you. Yeah. That was an anime thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Rachel. <laughs> was well, it like Pokemon? I'm supposed to put my hat backwards, like Ash Ketchum, that type of anime? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Some people still play that silly game. <laughs> Figure out a way to make this a place to catch Pokemons. <laughs> Pokemons. <laughs> All right. No way. Thanks for the advice, guys. It's been great. Hunter <laughs> Uniac. It's a it's a really good marketing idea though to try to make yourself a poker stop or whatever because then the people come for poker and they stay for the laughing. I guess. Well, I don't know how it works. Your next comedian. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, like anime. I, we were on the same thing there, so you're not crazy. Uh, she's a really funny lady. Put your hands together for Rachel D. All right. Um, I'm going to have a birthday soon. I'm going to be 41, September 20th. Thank you. Um, I've been experiencing a lot of weird reactions when I tell people I'm 40, right? So like last week I told a guy at a bar I was 40 and his response was, oh, but you're so pretty. Oh, wow. Right? Right? So I drop kicked him and choked him out. Uh, right? Jesus. I, I don't, it got me thinking though, like what are, what are 40 year olds supposed to look like? Uh, like when you turn 40, you're supposed to like grow a hump, you know, get some warts just to designate, delineate the 40-ishness. Oh, she's hot. Oh, warts. She's got to be 40. Uh, I don't know. All right. So, um, this is a story and, uh, it, it happened. I went to LA last week and I was making out with this guy in the backseat of his car, like a 40-year-old. <laughs> And uh, it was getting all steamy, like the windows were back windows were getting steamy and everything. And then uh, the back windows got lit up with blue and red lights. <laughs> yeah, so I froze uh, because I was having flashbacks to the conception of my child. And then I looked to uh, my partner in crime um, like, what do we do? Because he's not white, so I figured he would know, you know? <laughs> Uh, and, and, and then we hear, put your hands where we can see them and step out of the vehicle slowly. Like, I was like, this is legit happening right now. The LAPD is going to kill me. Uh, so I like, I'm like, oh fuck. So I'm stepping out of the back seat of this car, right? And as I am doing that with my hands raised, I realize that my dress is pretty much half on. And I have like a new smoky eye that wasn't there earlier, <laughs> you know, you guys, you know how you get a smoky eye, right? Yeah. Bottops. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm standing there, hands raised, dress half on, smoky eye. And I look and the, and the LAPD, they are, they have their door, car doors open, guns drawn, standing behind the car doors, aimed at us, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, and I'm still in this like, well, 
I'm white, so I'm good. <laughs> so I was looking at my friend like, shit, you know? Uh, but then the, one of the police officers actually like really he like leaned in and he looked at me and he he got like this real like concern on his face almost like you know when you like get down to the to the level of a child when you want to speak to them you know and he was like Miss um, how old are you Yeah you guys I almost got I'm pretty sure that I almost got uh, uh, arrested for underage prostitution. <laughs> at the age of 40. So, uh, and, and because this was a surreal experience and I was like, you're not gonna shoot me, I just actually dropped my hands, stomped my foot, and I said, I am 40, right? To which, like, my partner in crime again was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna die, <laughs> you know? Um, but then they actually, like, holstered their guns. They both started laughing at me. And then they just told us to go along our way, right? And so he didn't even look at my ID, didn't ask for an ID. We just got in the car and drove away. Yeah. So uh, I looked at my friend and I said, you are so fucking lucky I'm white. <laughs> I don't know. And he said, you're right, I am. <laughs> His tags were expired. <laughs> and they didn't even notice. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Yeah. Original D. Well, uh, that was so entertaining. I forgot to look at my clock, but thank God you understand time and you did exactly four minutes. So kudos on you for not doing that. I mean, the only thing I wrote down is that in that first joke, maybe mole hairs are funnier than warts. Gotcha. I don't know. What else is you know, like yeah. nipple? I don't know. You've got a mole near your boob. That'd be fun if you could be like, this thing's going to sprout hairs. Like, yeah, like, ah, like gross big black hairs coming out of it. And you're just too blind to see them or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, the, I, it, all, it all worked. I just thought okay. I'm mole hairs might be. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm totally nitpicking. It was a really funny story. Mole hairs. Mole hairs. <laughs> Two quick things. Uh, number one, when you mentioned uh, humps earlier in the yeah. chat, maybe you could be like an over the hill reference or something tied in with that. Um, and then maybe with the whole getting uh, the, the sirens and the fact that he's not white, you can play in like, you're like, oh, this is going to be fine. He's like freaking out. Mm -hmm, you're like, why are you freaking out, bro? Mm -hmm. He's like, no, you don't understand. You're like, this is, every time I get pulled over, it's great. He's like, no, no. <laughs> did, did they really think it was underage prostitution? Is that what they were concerned He legit were concerned did not. He, he thought I was underage. Like, I definitely, we both got the sense that, that the, the cop thought I was underage. And, and, and that, and that my friend guns? was like, was like, a John, like they, they, it was not a good part of town. But oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like they pretty much thought that I was a prostitute. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, that, yeah, okay. Uh, I really like the part with the smoky eye. I think you should incorporate some hand movements ah, or something. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> yes. Okay. Awesome. They didn't just think you were a prostitute. They thought you were a prostitute. <laughs> also, also, I'm sorry, but I have to point out that Rachel is wearing fishnet socks, which is I've never seen in my life. It's amazing. Yeah, that's my, that's my jam. <laughs> and these are kids' shoes, so I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> Prostitute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Rachel D, everybody. Rachel D. Your next comedian. Uh, he's also a filmmaker. We're going to check out his new jokes today. Put your hands together for Chris Holstein. Thank you. Thank you, everyone at Mutiny Radio. I don't look a little bit like the kid from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I look a lot like the little kid from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Thank you. And we have a lot more in common. One, we both grew up being called the kid from the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Two, we both have adoptive fathers. His adoptive father was, of course, Indiana Jones, professor of archaeology and... Uh, able to beat down Nazi and brown people ass in a pinch. Um, my father, of course, belongs in a museum. <laughs> a museum for old ass white people. <laughs> uh, third, uh, the kid from Indiana Jones grew up to be a goonie, and he hung out with a bunch of white people, and despite his weird eccentricities, you know, never had a single racist or derogatory comment directed at him. I grew up in the suburbs amongst white kids, and uh, I was a bit of a weird kid too, and I didn't have one racist comment directed at me either. I had every racist comment directed at me. <laughs> if you can think it, I was called that. A nip, a chink, a jap, a gook. I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a punchline, I'm sorry. Um, I would get blamed for other people's grandparents that went to the, Vietnamese, the Vietnam War and got killed. And when I would point out that maybe you should be blaming President Kennedy, we'd get into a fist fight. I would get blamed, for, I would get blamed when kids had to watch MASH with their parents instead of cartoons. It's a Korean War joke. <laughs> and when I would point out that maybe you should blame Robert Altman, they would say, you should go to film school. And I did, but not before we got into another fist fight. I got into a lot of fist fights as a kid. I am adopted. I was raised by white people, uh, which makes me super white. <laughs> you were raised for white people, yeah. I'm basically an honorary white person, like Tiger Woods or Will Smith. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna try a little audience thing. I'm so white. How white are you? I think Matt Damon was amazing in The Great Wall. I'm so white. How white are you? I have a thing for Asian women. <laughs> I'm so white. How white are you? I still wear tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> Although at my age, they're more like smell of yellows. Whoa. I'm getting old is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Not to not to change the subject too quickly, but I am staying home, Dad. Uh, I got a little kid at home, and he's uh, he's a really good kid. Uh, he's a little he's a little too per perceptive for his age. He's he's four years old, and the other day I was pre preparing dinner, and he <laughs> and he comes in the kitchen and he says, "Daddy, were you laughing and crying?" And I said, "Yes, I was." <laughs> Those are the exact two emotions that I feel all of the time. <laughs> I don't know how I am married, by the way. Uh, we've been married for over five years now, and we're happily married, but I honestly don't know why my wife married me. When we got married, I was unemployed. Uh, I had less than $1,000 to my name. 
I still looked like this. And uh, <laughs> people always laugh at that one. And uh, I had a video game obsession so bad that my wife had to take the video game controllers to work with her so I wouldn't play Call of Duty all day long. That is a true story. And I'm old. I'm old AF. I know I look young, but I think honestly inside I swallowed the portrait of Dorian Gray. I've got a bad back. I've got a bad knee. Last week I caught them huffing glue behind the house. <laughs> Every time I go to buy a bag of dog food, I gotta wear my back brace. It's pretty awful. So I don't know what the secret is to marriage. I just think that my wife has a thing for the kid from the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. <laughs> and that's my time, Mutiny Radio. Thank you. Yay! Chris Olstein, everyone. Chris Olstein, yay! I enjoyed that um, every racist joke, and I think that you could punch it up a little more. But by telling us which is your favorite of the racial slurs that you were called, like kind of go through a list really quickly and then be like, but blank is really my favorite. Okay. Like I think that'll like, it'll give it a punch as opposed to just saying them because you can say them. Sure. You know, just pick a favorite. And you can change it every time, too. You can be like, but chink, that's the one that really I love. Okay. A chink in the arm or something like that. Uh, and the yellow thing was, um, oh, and, that, and the, I laughed so hard at the Matt Damon joke. I haven't seen that movie either. I'd love to hear Stefan Massey's take on it. I know he's gone. But <laughs> The Great Wall is, I'm sure, the, one of the worst movies. I saw that billboard, and I was yeah. like, Matt Damon? Right. It's very funny. And uh, you said something about yellow, and I'm like, so are your underwear, apparently. Uh, no, there was, but yeah, fun, funny stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any other comments? Obligatory. I thought you were going to make a pedophile joke about your wife, but uh, maybe I you didn't want to take it there. Do yeah, those I know, I know. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to stay in comedy for a little longer. Hey, Chris Olsen, yay! I don't, when you have a four-and-a-half-year-old, you kind of got to stay away from the pedophile jokes, I think. <laughs> I asked some people yesterday at a wedding, if you, because when a guy was a lawyer, and I was like, if I took naked pictures of myself when I was 12, and then I put them out myself when I was 18, am I... Am I distributing child pornography? And he's like, absolutely. I'm like, what? Even if the intent isn't... And then we went, we got deeper. Like, what if you take a picture of your naked child going potty and then somebody like... But it's like totally, you know, like, you know, take my dad had a thing. He liked to take pictures of people on the potty. Okay, maybe my dad was weird. Uh, Intent, he was just... He used to scare people on the toilet. It was a funny thing. He'd be like, ah! And you'd be like, ah! Yeah, okay. Um, your next comedian. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, I, now I can't stop thinking about naked children. But, like, <laughs> but, but, I, but I mean, I'm a nanny. I hang out with naked children all the time. It's not like in a sexual way, I assure you. I'm just wiping their butts. Um, <laughs> uh, your next comedian. I have no way to change gears on that. Uh, Justin Carisi, yay! Thank you for that introduction. I gotta follow naked children. <laughs> Hopefully this will be at least that bad. I wanna talk to you guys about pornography. <laughs> Got porno fans? Anybody? Round of applause? Liars. Okay. 
I quit watching porn. Porn can really mess your life up if you let it. If I never quit watching pornography, I might still be in the bathroom. <laughs> rinse the sink if you go in there. You know the only difference between a prostitute and a porn star? is whether or not I remember to turn on my webcam. Really makes you think. A little while ago, I got curious, and I got myself an amputee hooker just to see what that would be like. She did a half-assed job. So the thing about prostitutes, porn stars, strippers, sex workers in general, a lot of them are doing it just to pay for college, which is the street name for Adderall. My sister smokes crystal meth. And when I found out, that was a really big disappointment because she was so much quieter on heroin. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, I'm not perfect. I have my own problems. Uh, I drank a lot when I was younger because I come from a religious household. I'm a Catholic. Uh, I also can't stop playing video games with female protagonists. I'm a heroin addict. <laughs> People used to tell me, you know, you're only drinking so much because you're trying to fill a hole in your life. And that's not entirely true. It also makes you die faster. I'm filling the hole in this part of my life with the part at the end that I didn't want anyway. This is basic economics. Uh, I know a girl who did 23 and Me this year. I think I was number 18. Um, I did, you know, I didn't know how to feel about putting my DNA into one of those stupid plastic tubes, but if she wasn't on the pill, what are you going to do? Um, I think people sleep around too much these days. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Going out with a woman who just got fucked is like eating a sandwich that just got fucked. <laughs> and polyamory, polyamory is a total scam. Do you know that? They offer you all this free love, then they get you with the antibiotics. Um, all right, my last girlfriend. I was a lot more into her than she was into me. And uh, it didn't work out. And I'll never forget what she said when she uh, broke up with me. I don't know why I ever bought that strap on. And uh, when she left, it, it hurt pretty bad getting dumped like that. It made me wish I could just snuff out Hope forever. Kind of stupid hippies name their daughter Hope anyway. But you know what? I waited, and she came back. She did. And, uh, and when she did, I was just filled with joy. And uh, I'll never forget what she said then either. Oh, so you'll do it with my sister? All right. That's all I got. Thank you. Justin Carizzi! His sex positive sex worker jokes. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a it's a. I I haven't heard anyone else do sex worker jokes, so you're burgeoning into new territory, really? and I applaud you for that. I haven't heard anybody do sex worker jokes. The only person I know who does sex worker jokes is, um, uh, he's so funny, Chris Kanatzer. He talks okay. about sleeping with prostitutes. I think it's because I lived with one for a while. Oh well, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a it's an interesting like path to take because I mean I I don't know I don't have any experience with that and the the street name for Adderall joke was that was great that's a great punchline that's line. one of my yeah that's, that's and the, the and the and the heroin like. addict with that that was really that was oh a you like that one too okay yeah I thought that was I thought that was cheeky I liked it okay thank you uh, you 
with the antibiotics yeah might work better if you say they make you pay for the antibiotics sure yeah okay noted thank you all right you guys are quiet yeah it's it's okay you can be quiet yeah it was a real it was a real thinker you were thinking about Did anything particularly suck no no it's just it's just really it's just a new it's a it's a it's a unique premise and just okay. keep writing around it. And I mean, it depends. I mean, it's hard when you're doing different kind of premises because you're trying to connect with your audience. And it's, but it's, it's cool stuff. I mean, being sex positive is good and stuff. Cool. All right. Yay! Hey, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh. So you're, you're curious. Because, I mean, I wasn't dying of laughter only because there were some jokes I didn't really get the references in, in regard. Like, I don't understand the antibiotics joke. That's just me. Um, okay. But like also with when you're talking about like sex workers and things like that and prostitutes and those kind of issues like I think sometimes it just it's difficult when I don't know you and I don't know where you're coming from so I don't mm-hmm. know honestly if the punchline it takes me more more, more, time, more time to process like I uh, have who, an issue with that yeah who who is he putting down or who is he raising up like I have to think about it and by the time I think about it you're already on the next joke because they're quick one liners which are gotcha. really nice they're well crafted yeah I just. They took me a little longer to, to process them, and then I just was like, I don't know if he's being, if these are microaggressions or not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not, that's not an insult. I just didn't know. Honestly. That's going in the next round. I'm going to add microaggressions in my next. You could. You could. That's, Thank you. I mean, that's honestly the, my, my, my perspective on it. No, that's great. That's, I've heard that a lot, so I'm going to have to. What's a microaggression? It's like when you don't know you're being an asshole. It's like a teeny tiny little, like a dick move. Oh. I haven't ever heard that term. Yeah, it's it's just you know one of those one of those power dynamics of just like like what Donald Trump did behind Hillary Clinton when he was standing behind her, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really like he wasn't shoving her or anything, but it was it was like he was imposing. It's like uh-huh. a microaggression. Oh oh whoa. yeah. Well, that's just insensitivity. He doesn't have any hair. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Justin. Thank Yay. you. It's just the uh, Emma Falling does. All right, your next comedian uh, wants to sing a song to a star with his mousy friends. Uh, I love that movie, uh, American Tale. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Greg Moskowitz. Yeah. Um, so I always try and remember my jokes, and then as soon as I get on stage, I'm just like, fuck, what was it? Um... I don't think I have the ability to remember. I don't know. So I've been trying to lose weight for a really long time, and I uh, finally found a diet that I think is going to work for me. It's called getting cut off by your parents and refusing to get a job. <laughs> uh, it's great because I can eat whatever I want as long as security doesn't catch me on the way out, you know? <laughs> and, you know, every new diet requires a big lifestyle change, and I wouldn't say I'm homeless. I- I'm a transient, which means I get to be homeless all over the world. <laughs> um, so, uh, so this girl I used to date uh, is getting married, and I'm so crushed by it. And I know that I shouldn't be, but it's like, how can she choose eternal love and happiness over this social anxiety and weak-ass dick game? Like, I don't get it, you know? <laughs> Your face is, like, too great for that. Um... Uh, so I don't understand why everyone has a password on their phone nowadays. Like, what is everyone afraid of people finding? 
like obviously we've all got our nudes on there and it's like you gotta really try to find that shit like who has their nudes just like right up on their fucking screensaver you know what i mean like nobody just jumps right to my 47th picture in my gallery like i don't know especially if you're single so speaking of dick pics i have a great business idea uh, i'm gonna start a penis clothing company because i feel like girls are so tired of getting uh unrequested dick pics I feel like at least the uh, the least that I can do is make them a little better by, you know, dressing them up a little, you know, give them a suit, a bow tie, a little top hat and a cane, you know? <laughs> um, God damn it. <laughs> this is bad. Uh, <laughs> this is why I don't invite my friends to open mics, because they don't think I'm funny, you know? And then I just sit there and I start focusing on them the whole time, and it's, it's kind of like any time I try and make a girl come, never gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, so, why is there a, f why is there a share button on Pornhub? I, like, don't understand that. Why would I ever want to share this with anybody? Like, if I'm sitting there, like, even if I'm really into it, you know, like, I'm like, wow, this blowjob is great. You know who I need to share this with? Everybody, you know? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everybody needs to see this shit so I can have no friends by tomorrow. Um, so I'm not really sure why, but my dad reminds me a lot of Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. He's, he's short, he's fat, he's balding, he's always angry, screaming at kids. Oh, he's a monster. That's why he reminds me of Mike Wazowski. <laughs> um, so me and my roommates keep talking about getting a cat, but I keep saying like, what if we break up as a household? You know, like... You know what that does to a cat? Like, all of a sudden, now he's got to deal with having multiple Christmases. We have to drive him back and forth on weekends. That can really wear on the psychology of a cat. I mean, it did for me. <laughs> um, so, I have this weird habit, well, maybe not that weird, where I'll get really drunk and write down jokes and be like, oh, these are the funniest jokes in the world, but I don't remember shit about them. So I'm just going through my phone the next day and I'm like, what the fuck do I mean by Mormon Sasquatch? I'm just sitting there try, like, trying to think of the hook to it. I'm like, is he out there in the woods and people find him when they're hunting and he pops up on him like, have you heard of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And they're like, oh God, no. Like maybe that's why Sasquatch originally went off into the woods. Like maybe like he was like a regular guy in some town in Utah and he's just like, you know what? I'm fucking tired of this. You guys need to shut the fuck up about this jo uh, Joseph Smith guy. And he just went off into the woods. And nobody can ever find him anymore. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Greg Moskowitz! Moskowitz! Moskowitz. Uh, uh, and people, uh, don't forget to donate. Uh, I would use a specific name as opposed to everyone. I really like the concept of the Pornhub and the share button. But I do like a funny name like, you know who I really need to share this with? Stacy. Uh, or like Lance. Yeah. Or like, right. you know, like, just pick a name, like Chad. Yeah. Right. Like, Chad's going to love this. My so good, good news yeah. and bad news. Lydia. Uh, the bad news is, is there are literally already boutique uh, penis photography businesses for couples. Oh, really? Yeah, the good news is that you could work that into the bit and talk about how you would, like, compete, I guess, with the already existing ones. Like, like what, what do you have? Yeah, what do you have to offer? <laughs> <laughs> you Yeah. It, it's like, remember when you go to like Great America or one of those places and you can dress up as like an old timey person, but that clothes, there's like, there's the clothes like only fit in the back. And, yeah, black, black tie dick. Open it up in a 
But, yeah, but the, the the clothes aren't really clothes. They just like tie in the back, you know. So it's like any they anyone can wear them. Like anyone can, like that's the trouble with it. The dick outfits is that everyone's wearing them. So like you're totally rubbing your yeah, against someone else's. The only, the only trouble is that I don't wash the outfits in between. Yeah, you don't wash the outfits. Anything else? Cool. Anybody? Mm-hmm. All right, Greg, yay! Thanks for giving your time back to the room. Yay! Yeah, all right. Uh, so I'm going to be out of town for three weeks, but uh, don't forget, please keep donating and be awesome. Uh, this this is, will still all be going during my absence. I have a bunch of guest hosts uh, for both Happy Hour and for uh, Joke Workshop. So still come because it's happening even if I'm not here. Uh, your next comedian, hey, she's one of the people who uh, is instrumental in running Mission Hill Saloons open mic on Monday night. Put your hands together for Tracy Wynn. Thanks, Pam. Keep it going for Pam. Fuck yeah. Um, thinking about starting a lifestyle blog. Calling it gook.com. I feel like we can make t shirts. The proceeds would go to four nail salons of my choice, all employed by my relatives. Uh, I don't know. I think it could be a thing. Uh, I could tell people how to give themselves a vampire facial with their period blood, uh, save them a thousand dollars. You guys, I'm feeling a little depressed right now. I'm depressed because I saw my mom this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never compared myself to anyone, really, my peers, nobody, uh, because my parents already did that growing up. So um, my mom told me that uh, she was cutting hair for a customer. She cuts hair. Um, and uh, she's working today because she's an immigrant and um, the guy is the father of the director of Crazy Rich Asians. This is a true story, yeah, and her client was telling her that he had to sell a bunch of furniture to finance his son's film but now it's making like over a hundred million dollars in the theaters. And that is why I'm not watching the movie because he doesn't need any more money. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, I'm just out here trying to like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Um, I am a white passing minority. I got called out by a white passing Latina the other day at a show. She called me privileged and she called me, well, she said I needed therapy. And those two things are facts. Uh, I do need therapy and I am privileged. Uh, I came to this country when I was three years old, almost four, and um, my life has been really great (laughs) since then. I've never felt like a minority at all. I grew up with all Asians. Like, you know, in school, uh, it was sort of a 
a prison yard situation. You know, you had your Cambodian table and your Vietnamese table and your Taiwanese table and your mainland Chinese table. And um, so I never felt like out of place. In fact, when I went to college, I met my first Jewish person. This is a true story, which, by the way, I ended up losing my virginity to him. Oh. But um, turns out, uh, I, I was like, hey, so like, what's your ethnicity? And he just said, I'm white. And I was like, oh, like I, I, that's weird. Like, you guys don't have like an enclave, you don't have like Jewish. Anyway, uh, I don't know where that was going. Um, uh, fucking just gonna end this. Okay, thank you so much. Keep it going for Pam. Hey, keep it going for Tracy Wynn. Yay. Uh, is a vampire blood facial really a thing? Like, do people really put period blood on their face? Not period blood, but they take blood out of their veins and put it on their face. Oh my god. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's fucking freaky ass shit. PRP. Look that up, PRP. That's when when you take your own blood and put it on your face and it makes you look younger? Yeah. Christ, that's scary. She's like pig blood or something. Uh, I mean, you could lie. I don't think that's not, like, a, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Like, the Better Business Bureau probably call you out well, on that. I mean, like, why can't people just like, pig blood at home and just... You know, maybe, maybe. You can teach them how on gook.com. <laughs> on gook, gook.com. I'm going to buy that right now. Just kidding. It's probably super expensive. Someone's probably sitting on it as we speak, trying to extort people. I think that, and I think that G-U-K, gook in Korean is actually a real word. I think it's a real world that, word that actually means something. Oh, and, then, and then in the Korean War... American soldiers took it because they heard people saying right. gook all the time. Right. It's a real word. And I don't know what it is in Korean, but I know it's a Korean word. And then the American soldiers took it and then they just were like, all Asians are the same. That's what we're calling everybody in Vietnam now. I think I did hear that story, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Jew joke, the punchline could be something along the lines of like, we work long and hard to be white we're not going back now something along those lines like i don't tell people i'm a jew because every time i do they are like oh we're no longer brethren you know like it's just all of a sudden there's some difference between us so i feel like that could work in there you know what i mean okay yeah yeah i think there is an article about how jews became white I should it's, look that up. It's also, it's like regional, like West yeah. Coast Jews are further from the mothership, so they're more likely to just be like Buddhist and intermarried and like oh. over it. And then East Coast Jews are super clan and tribal. Oh, okay. See, yeah, that was like what I was trying to discern. But he was just like, I'm white. It's like, okay. That's the most privileged Jew. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Inland Empire. Just kidding. Uh I, 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 California. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you went to school with those Jews. Okay. Anybody else? Everybody clap your hands for Tracy. Win! Yay! Yay! Uh, your next comedian. He showed up a little late, but that's all good. Put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. Yay! 
Guys, uh, I do TaskRabbit at the moment, and I have a lot of tech clients, one of whom constantly wants me to try out virtual reality. He's like, they're making it better all the time. And I really want to tell them that they've already perfected virtual reality. Uh, it's called prostitution. Uh, it's, it's almost real. Um, now, I, I need to get a better job. Uh, I feel like it would be fun to be a therapist, uh, not so much because it's well-paid or respected, but because I'm insecure and I want to hear how bad other people have it. Uh, like, you just get to hear other people's problems all day. Like, oh, you haven't spoken to your mom in three years. I'm at a month, but who's counting? I am. I am counting. Uh, yeah. I, like, your job should make you feel better about yourself in some way. Like, if you're a kindergarten teacher, you're not well-paid, you're not well-respected, but every day you can look at the kids and just think, like, man, they don't even know the country doesn't care about them yet. <laughs> you know, it's... All my jokes I'm realizing are about being an emotional vampire. So <laughs> I apparently need to get back to work in therapy. Uh, and you, I, man, your, your eyes are just piercing me right now. <laughs> no, no, it's just you had a stern look on your face and your arms were folded. And I was like, maybe I am a bad person because you're such a sweetheart. Um, no, uh, it's funny. It's, I, I recently got into vinyl because uh, I've had a good year, so I've been, uh, as, as a Jew, using coupons within coupons. But so I told my dad I've been getting into vinyl. He's like, wow, I love that you're appreciating music. I'm going to send you all my cool, like, mid-60s vinyl from when I was, like, in college. So I was like, hey, Dad, you know what else I'm really getting into is money. <laughs> I love it, you know, saving it, investing it. Love it if you'd send me some of that shit. Uh, I don't want his money. I just wish he'd set clear expectations for me as a child because like being a parent, it's like a prank where you build somebody up and you build somebody up and then at the last second you're like, it's really rough out there. Uh, <laughs> right? The, like I thought he was saying you can do anything, uh, but it turns out a closer translation would be you will end up doing anything. <laughs> like it's <laughs> random out there. Uh, as recently as last summer, I told my therapist that my five-year plan was to defer my student loans and grow weed in a closet with reprocessed fish poop. And I was hoping for some pushback, and he was immediately on board. He's like, no, nah, dude, you're finally having a breakthrough. This is what contact with truth feels like. Um, that's all right. Uh, it's funny. I, I, I talked about the mother issues. Mother issues are real. Uh, when I moved out here to California, uh, my mom told me that I might die in an earthquake. And I had to tell her that that was true, but there was an even better chance I'd be hearing less shitty advice like that from her. Uh, that's... Yeah, that joke bombs with mothers. Uh, I literally rolled that out after Mother's Day. Dead silence. Um, but uh, I, don't know, I, I, I went to, I, I, I regret college so badly. I feel like that's a thing that now, like I'm seeing comedians on Netflix talk about is how college was like a terrible scam. Like, I feel like now, like my perspective as like a user of like hallucinogens is they shouldn't be legal, but they should be mandatory. <laughs> like. Like, we should just send 18-year-olds to Burning Man and not let them come home till they can pass a third eye exam. Uh, is that, that's like my first attempt at a pun, and I don't know if it's going to stick. Uh, anyways, as a comedian, I've been, uh, to do comedy better, I've been taking less care of myself, so I've been eating a lot of shitty food. And it makes me think about how, like, when I was a kid, I, people always told me not to eat hot dogs because they were made of anuses. And now everyone eats butt, and no one tells me not to eat hot dogs. Oh. Yeah, okay, let's end on a laugh. <laughs> hey. Yay! Jonah Pollock, ending on eating ass like a professional comedian. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I always say, uh, talk about what you know. Uh, which in this case is not true. Um, yeah, but...
Um, the only suggestion I have is that when you say do anything, and I like that joke, I feel mm. like you can tie it back into TaskRabbit by maybe making us a list of some of the most abhorrent things you've had to do on TaskRabbit. Oh, yeah. I, I still quite haven't figured out how to talk about it on stage. Like, I tried to work it into a thing about having roommates where it's like, I spend my day cleaning pubes off the floor and I don't want to take work home with me. But right. I, That's something good. like that. Yeah, pubes on the soap or, yeah, some, mm. some real specific... Yeah. What, I mean, what are some of the terrible things they make you do for TaskRabbit? I mean, it's more just like, I can't believe how useless people are that they like, or, and how much money they have that they'll pay me, how much an hour they pay me to basically just like clean their homes. Well, I mean, the weird stuff is that someone once paid me to take their boss on a walk and then I showed up and it was like the dude in the Lorax, he just wouldn't come down. <laughs> so I just got paid to ring a guy's doorbell and have him be like, go away. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah. Well, I'm not, that's, that's what I tag on. But other than that, I, I mean... All right. Is the prostitution thing, is that like... Is it like a needle scratch off the record moment? That was like the one new idea I had today. Uh, like, this guy just won't stop asking me to try out his virtual reality, and he just really needs to get laid. And I feel like I made the connection. You know, sex work, it's like... It's like they are into you, but it's not real. You know, something... I don't know. Does that Did that work at all? Well, what about pornography instead of prostitution? But, like, the thing with... There's going to be. I mean, like, that's it. Like, with virtual reality, it's at the point where, you're like, you're supposed to get that feeling of vertigo, like you're actually running on a football field or something. Like, yeah. I, I got what where you were going with it, but mm. it, it felt like maybe I didn't when I was hearing it. I was like, Did, what, is that what he means? Or So it maybe could be reworded or something yeah i mean it's a brand new idea i'm i'm less like i'm gonna work on it i'm just like does that ring false like that's the main thing i'm worried about is does it ring it made, it made sense i got the okay concept. i felt the concept okay if, if you maybe make a connection between that maybe they're like a virtual girlfriend or something like virtual reality like put the put the word virtual girlfriend in there or something because like that you get like the girlfriend experience, but you have to pay for it. Mm. But I guess that's what you have to do to have the girlfriend experience anyways. Mm. I don't know. But I do, I get where you're going. Okay, cool. No, it's fucking brilliant, number one, because pornography is like watching virtual reality and it's totally and completely fake. But guys don't seem to get that. So that's probably part of the problem is that they're not going to get the joke because they don't get chicks. Mm-hmm. Because it's totally fake in exactly the same way a virtual reality is fake. Yeah. All right. But I didn't even know you were there for a second. I was like, where is that voice coming from? <laughs> I was like, "Why is God is a woman. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Club Wilding for Jonah Bollock. Yay! Yay! All right, uh, we have three comedians left. So uh, if you really want to say something, you can, but we'll just let them do their jokes. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Sam Jacobs. J Jacobs, yay! It's Rekoba. Oh, okay, sorry. Rekoba. Yay, yeah. it's Rekoba. Uh, you can call, you can say Rebecca. People say it's Rebecca all the freaking time. It's weird. It's the weirdest Latin last name ever. All right, everybody. My name is Sam. Well, Samuel. I'm from Argentina, which means I have a fucking accent. So if there's anything you guys, all right. Okay. So if there's anything you guys don't understand, just please laugh. <laughs> I work as a bartender, so that's the main reason I'm doing comedy. Cause I'm fucking done with listening to people. I wanna be, I wanna be heard sometimes, you know. 
Like, I'm sold on. People come to me and, like, tells me their problems. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. You want another beer? A double? Right? Gotcha. But no one ever listens to me when I'm at the bar. Like, people pukes. And I'm like, yo, can you don't fucking puke? Whoa, fucking again. So, there you go. That's bartender's life. You can put it on to being a therapist. I'm technically a therapist, but I'm not getting paid for it. Um, when I moved to California, I... I was a stoner my whole life, so that's pretty much the main reason I moved to San Francisco. I was like, yeah, legal weed. We don't have that shit in Argentina. So I moved to California, and um, I remember I was like 19, and I saw this pretty hot chick smoking a cigarette. And I never smoked a cigarette in my life, and I've been a stoner. So I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck to talk to this girl right now. So I went up to her, I'm like, can I have a cigarette? best cues ever you know like you ask a girl like can i have a cigarette when she's smoking like she's like yeah sure so we smoked together never smoked a cigarette in my fucking life so i'm just like took a hit like if it was a fucking joint <laughs> fucking died right after a coffee and she's like you okay i'm like <coughs> yeah she's like you never smoked before i'm like yeah <laughs> weed she's like oh you're stupid <laughs> never get her number it's pretty much my life story in California. So uh, I moved in and I had this German roommate. I know it has nothing to do with it, but I promise it'll be relevant in a second. Uh, he was also a stoner. And once I came to the house and he's like smoking weed, of course. And then I go like, yo, what's up? And he's like, dude. All right, that's not how German people sounds, but that's how these motherfuckers sounded because he smoked so much weed that he sounded like Californian at a point. So he goes like, what would have happened if Jesus, on the last dinner, instead of like passing a glass of wine, he would have smoked a blunt? And I go like, all right, give me some of that shit, because I need to be in your label right now to answer. And then I go like, all right, so shit will be way different. First, Jesus will have never died. I mean, you all smoked weed before, right? You get so fucking paranoid that when Judah will come and give him a kiss, he will be like, all right, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not leaving this place. They're going to kill me right now. I'm not leaving. Second, you go to church, and instead of giving you that little cookie, they give you, I don't know how it's called. I've never been in a church in my life, so I don't know what it is. So they give you a little cookie. They will have, like, hot Cheetos and, like, you know, all these, like, amazing munchy food, gummy bears, and, like, that would be great. Next big thing is that when the priest will come upstairs, I mean, on the stage, and he is about to be, gives his, his sermon, he'll be like, all right, everybody going to open our Bible into, holy shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm way too stoned for this. All right, everybody, God bless you. Have a really good night. Yay. Yay. Sam. Clap wildy Sam. Yay. Woo! All right. Um, no, we we after the first twelve, we don't have time for comments. But um, but you can still give us money if you want. Hey, your next comedian. He's here and he has a beautiful beard. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Um, I have never met a couple I liked. Uh, that owned a tandem bicycle. That is just, in my experience, uh, you know, that's not the way God intended it, I think. I, I don't know. I just feel, I don't like people who are, they have to become a single unit, right? Like, they, you should be able to 
decide things enough to know whether you want to go left or right. Like, was, oh, um, I was, uh, I don't, I don't ride a bike. I use a Muni to get around the city and this happened to me recently. Uh, I live right by a Muni uh, stop, one of the above ground ones. Uh, and it was a nice day out and the Muni didn't seem like it was coming for a while. So I just started walking and I figured I'll walk beside the Muni tracks when the Muni comes, I'll just hop on the, on the train. Uh, and I walked for 45 minutes and never once saw a Muni train. And then at the end of 45 minutes, uh, I arrived at my destination, <laughs> which means San Francisco is the only city I'm aware of, uh, where you, someone could say, uh, Hey, uh, should we go hop on the train? And you'd be like, nah, I don't want to be late. We better walk. So that's good. I, uh, I've come, I recently, uh, found out I don't like, uh, activities. Uh, they're, they're no good. I'd rather just do nothing or watch a movie or something. My mom likes activities. She's always like, ah, oh, we gotta do something. Uh, not too long ago, we tried snowshoeing. I don't know if you know what snowshoeing is. Uh, it's essentially a skiing without the joy so that's what it it's like whoever made snowshoeing saw you know there's like two parts of snowshoeing right it's like or there's two parts of skiing it's like where you go up the mountain uh and then there's the part where you go like wee and go down the mountain and snowshoeing is just skiing without the part where you go wee it's just the bit and there's you know there's there's like the snowshoeing is so unpleasant that in the part of skiing that would be snowshoeing uh, they've invented something so you don't have to deal with that. They have a ski lift now that just takes you up. And a better reward for snowshoeing would be at the end of snowshoeing, you get a ride a ski lift home. That would be a better, if that was your ultimate treat. I wrote some stuff down because I forgot everything. Oh, wait, no, I had another one. Uh, my friend uh, said something kind of amazing the other day. Uh, we were talking about carrier pigeons. Uh, and he said that he doesn't understand how carrier pigeons uh, know where to go when you give them a letter. Now, if you think about it, clearly uh, what they do is they just take a pigeon and they train it to go to two points, and then you have a bunch of pigeons that go to different places if you have to get a letter out. But I just like the idea that my friend thinks that the way you get a carrier pigeon to go somewhere is you get a little letter and you tie it to the pigeon, uh, and you go, Sacramento! And then just... <laughs> My mother's house in Sacramento. So, that's good. Um, I had a few other things I wanted to... Oh, right. Okay. I keep remembering. But I should have just had my notes out to begin with. Um, in my journeys, I, I recently came across a, uh, a split in the road. You know, two roads. One low road uh, less traveled by. I decided to travel down the road less traveled by. Uh, and I uh, was mugged. Uh, it turns out it was very dangerous. There was a very good reason people did not go down that road. Uh, you know what that road didn't have? Uh, street lights or infrastructure. A big crime problem. So I think I had one more thing, and then I'll just, I'll be enough. And we'll, we'll get Max up here, and then we can all go home. So <laughs> we're so close. Oh, boy. This is because I'm so organized. Um... Oh yeah, my uh, my parents 
had bad timing. They they told me and my siblings uh, they were getting a divorce on my brother's birthday, uh, which happens to be uh, September 11th. Uh, which in one sense is very bad timing, but in another sense, uh, maybe they just wanted to really make sure uh, we never forgot September 11th. Okay. I think that's enough for me. Okay, I'm done. Yay! All right, headlining. This is exciting. I uh, so I uh, have a Cambodian stepmom. Anybody else? All right. I guess that makes me a minority. I'm the only one. The straight white straight white males with a Cambodian stepmom were were a dying breed. Uh, my dad met her in Cambodia, so it was kind of like a mail order bride, except he picked his up. Like he he didn't want to pay for shipping. I guess he was he's like I'll just I'll just go get her. Um, so, uh, we, uh, we all get along pretty well. Uh, she doesn't speak English well enough to like understand nuances in the language. Like, uh, like she doesn't understand jokes, for example. So I'm not like running my material by her or anything. Uh, recently she and my dad stayed at my apartment and, uh, I showed him a video of me doing stand up, and my dad was like, Oh, not bad. You're getting better. And my stepmom was like, Oh, uh, I understand everything that you say, but I don't understand why everybody laugh. <laughs> And I was like, <gasps> which means, uh, bitch, you're not my real mom uh, <laughs> in Cambodian. Like, she doesn't understand jokes, but she understood that. <laughs> I, uh, she has one son. My dad has two kids, which means there's three of us now. Uh, so my sibling situation has perfect joke structure. Like, uh, this is Max, Zoe, and Lee Hang. And I don't know. <laughs> Third one's different from the first two. Uh, so I noticed recently a lot of people refer to their significant other as their partner. Like if somebody calls someone their partner, that means they're in a serious romantic relationship. And I hope that vernacular gets carried over into old Western movies. Like one cowboy walks into a saloon, sees another cowboy and goes, howdy partner. The other cowboy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were just fuck buddies. Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I, I don't have time for a serious relationship. I got a wife and kids, you know, back off, buddy. Um, so speaking of partners, one of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed recently, uh, and her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and to be more disciplined. And I was like, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. Like this is Facebook. That's a note to self, all of your friends and Cambridge Analytica. I was like, your note to self has a share button. That doesn't strike you as contradictory. Uh, so I was reading through the comments because what good note to self doesn't have a comments section. And, uh, all right. <laughs> and I noticed one of the comments said, I'm going to make this a note to self for me too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self, you know? I feel like they would go to the self-checkout at Safeway and be like, hey, uh, where's the cashier at? And can someone get me a mirror? I'm supposed to check myself out while I do this, you know? <laughs> Did I earn these Klondike bars? I think so. I'm looking, looking pretty good. Um, I know, so, uh, <laughs> Confederate statues are in the news these days. Some people are like, you got to take them down. That represents white supremacy. The other side's like, 
but if you take them down, you're erasing history. And I'm like, but who learns history from looking at a statue? Seems like a weird way to teach history. Like, hey class, today we're going to learn about the founding fathers, so uh, please take out your statues of James Madison and John Adams. I sort of wonder if they think every statue is like a Confederate general. Like, this here is Confederate General Liberty. Uh, she was a uh, big proponent of slavery. That's why they call her Liberty. It's, it's ironic. Like, when you call the tallest person on the basketball team tiny. All right. <laughs> I'll end on that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for staying. That's been Joke Workshop. I'll be back. And again, Joke Workshop's going to happen in my absence, as will Happy Hour, as will Pamtastic. So keep coming to Mutiny Radio and supporting it. Um, I, if anyone needs to get in touch with me, Facebook's the easiest way. My cell phone is dumb and it will not work in Europe. So, uh, but if anything terrible happens here, the place burns down. Somebody let me know. Uh, thanks for coming and I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Yay. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Well, here, with, 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 with
Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed, all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker, amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease.
disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. 
from time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs>
touch of Mojo hands. I'll bring it back home.